0: Time now for the Bulldog Bite.
1: Mike Bianchi, the host of Open Mike Weekdays from 6 to 9.30 a.m. right here on FM 96.9 The Game. You can also find his work at OrlandoSentinel.com. How'd the squad do this weekend, Mike? Basking
0: in the glory as we speak of making the trade last week for the great Joe Mixon, Mm. giving up as Tazi calls it, the poo-poo platter of Rondell Moore, Ezekiel Elliott, and Jacoby Myers for Joe. What? Mixa. That's yeah.
1: highway robbery. Even before <laughs> he scored four touchdowns, I would have said that. Yeah, George Diaz. <laughs> what a <laughs> what an is. idiot, George! Come on. <laughs> I thought
0: you knew what you were doing over here. So I think he was getting frustrated. I think he was getting frustrated with Joe
1: Mixon's mediocre weeks, and bailed on him too quickly. You know, somebody reached out to me on Twitter and they said, you know, I'm thinking about benching Joe Mixon for Raheem Mostert because Joe Mixon continues to disappoint me. And I and I said something I thought was pretty philosophical. This is next level fantasy advice, Mike. I said, he's only disappointing you because you have such high expectations. Is Raheem Mostert really better than Joe Mixon? That's the question you have to ask yourself, not are you more disappointed in one than the other. And uh, I don't know what the person will end up doing. I just know that's the advice that I gave him. And uh, and I feel pretty good about that. And then and, and well, I think that's what happens with some of these guys is we think they're going to be great every week.
0: And, uh, you know,
1: sometimes it takes
0: time. Okay, in my other fantasy league tonight, though, I'm up 20, all right? But yeah. he has Alvin Kamara and I have the great um, Kenyon Drake. Should be good, up 20.
1: You're up 20, you have Kenyon Drake, he has Alvin Kamara? Yeah, you yeah. should win that. Yeah. I, think, I so. think so. I mean, Alvin could always have one of those games, but I don't know. I it mean, feels like a Taysom Hill night to me. <laughs> I hope so. Prime time at home. The Ravens' defense is a little shoddy. Yeah, yeah. could be. I'm could been be. calling that. Um, did the time change mess you up at all this morning? Because I know, you know, obviously, you're doing most of your productivity <laughs> between 6 and 9. Uh,
0: honestly, I didn't even know that the time had changed well, until like I woke well, yeah, but I, I woke up on, um, was it Sunday morning? Was it was it Saturday night? Is
1: time Sunday yeah. morning, yeah.
0: Yeah, Sunday morning I woke up and looked at my cell phone and goes, wow, wow, it doesn't seem right. Yeah,
1: so, yeah. I got an extra <laughs> hour sleep and didn't even know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then you have to go change the microwave and all that stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, but these days it's so great because your cell phone, you don't have to change that, but you do have to change all your other, you know, the car clock and all that stuff.
1: What did you do before... Cell phones were a thing, you know. Like, well, usually, how did you know?
0: Well, during my single days, I would just be like the clock would just stay an hour behind for a year <laughs> <laughs> until it caught back up, no, yeah, I'm right back on like, track. It's sort of like Tazi's clocks are, I'm sure. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I've been howling in the background here. <laughs> Classic content. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You can always get good stuff out of the time change. Here we go. Another weekend roundup. Let's do it. <laughs> Flying through all the top stories from the weekend. We'll start with the UCF Knights. They get a big win over Memphis. Fate is now in their hands. question is, Mike, who should start at quarterback next Saturday in New Orleans? Mikey mm-hmm. Keene or John Rice Pumley?
0: I think they should stick with Mikey Keene until further notice. What that means is, I'm trying to think of a a NFL sort of like, um, who was the Dallas Cowboys backup? Cooper Rush was his name, right? Cooper, stick with him until he doesn't win, and then you, if you need John Rice Plumley, you bring him in. But if you don't need John Rice Plumley, or you just as you so brilliantly uh, speculated, I think it was two weeks ago. Why not just have some packages? How about a, like a, a third-and-two package oh, for yeah. John Rice Plumley? Right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's a he's an offensive weapon. There's no reason to say, hey, you're on the bench, kid, and not use him or just treat him like a backup quarterback. There should absolutely be, at the very least, two or three plays, if not more, that you run with John Rice Plumley, and you know that he can throw the football, too. So even if you yeah. want to draw that up, it doesn't have to be a run play. So yeah, I don't Mikey know why. you Mikey Keane's your third and nine quarterback, and John Plumley's your third and two. Quarterback. Exactly. We had Jason. <laughs> we had Jason Beatty on your colleague at the Sentinel about thirty minutes ago, and I said, "What's the difference between these two quarterbacks? Explain it to the layman out there." And he said that exactly that. Third and seven, third and nine situations. Mikey Keene's making throws that Plumley doesn't consistently make. So you gotta yeah. have guys like that in big games because you're gonna be in those positions. I'm, I'm adamant that Mikey Keene should be the guy moving forward. Can I say this as well?
0: Gus yeah. Malzon said there's no quarterback controversy. Ah. How many times do I have to tell these coaches it's not up to them <laughs> whether it's a quarterback controversy? It's up to us. Yeah, It's up to the fans, and it's up to the media. Right. That's exactly. who creates
1: quarterback controversies, not coaches. You decide who to start. We decide what's <laughs> a, controversy. a controversy. Yes, exactly. FSU put the beat down on Miami. I'm calling it the biggest win of. Of Mike Norvell's career at FSU. Are you with me on that? Absolutely. Even though Miami is down in the dumpster this year,
0: I, I mean we played a, cl- a clip from Mike Norvell on our show earlier today and he was talking about his first year at Florida State when yeah, you know, the COVID year, he had COVID. He didn't even get the coach against Miami uh that season and Miami just absolutely blew their doors off. It was like, you know, 52 to 10. I don't even remember the score. But he just talked about how the program has grown since that game. And here, here we are two years later, Florida State 6-3. and three. They're bowl eligible. I think they're going to run the table the rest of the way to finish 9-3 and three and go to a really good bowl
1: game. So, yeah, that was a huge win for Mike Norvell. I didn't think you'd agree with me. I am pleasantly surprised. I thought you'd go with LSU at the well, start of the year.
0: Yeah, well,
1: yeah. All right. Well, no. I mean, I feel good about it. When you agree, I always feel like, you know, I'm on the right track. True or false on this one? Well, usually I feel that way. True or false on this one? Anthony Richardson needs to stay at Florida one more year or he'll get eaten alive in the NFL. Well, I think it depends on on, on his. If, if
0: every, every mock draft says the guy's a first-rounder, I don't know what... I mean, you study these things. Every mock draft I see say he's a first-rounder. If he's
1: a first-round draft pick... Um, I've seen him slip into the second round in the latest mocks that I've looked at.
0: Okay, if he's a second rounder, maybe you stick around. But if you have a chance to go in the first round, especially if you have a chance to go in the top half of the first round, he has gotten he has gotten better over the last two or three weeks. Um, so, again, first round money. Why would you, I, I? I'm not one of these people who believes that uh, just because you stay in college, you're going to mature quicker or get better i think you can get better in the nfl practicing against nfl players concentrating on football and only football not having to worry about all the other stuff you know sort of like you know when I hear you know college basketball players should stick around for you know and play in college, why when they can go to the NBA and all they have to focus on is basketball?
1: Yeah, a little different there, just because there's only two rounds. There's a chance that if you don't stick around, you might not get drafted. So I, it really depends on if you're going to go. Anthony Richardson would definitely be drafted at some point. We know that for a fact. It'd be great for Billy Napier if he stayed because that you know I think he gives him the best chance to win probably next year. Hey, maybe Anthony Richardson could go to the Bucks, and then they could have two get Gator quarterbacks who never play behind Tom Brady. <laughs> I don't think Brady's going to be their quarterback <laughs> next year, so maybe there will be a Gator starting. Texas A&M falls to three and six, now in serious danger of missing a bowl game. I know the buyout is huge, but right now, as we speak, in this moment, do you think Texas A&M boosters are trying to figure out how to get the money together to buy this guy out? No, I think they're trying to figure out a way they can dig up some
0: sort of NCAA violation that Jimbo may have committed, and that, and therefore they could fire him with cause and not having to pay him. You, wow. you know, you know that happens in college football. If you, I mean, with these huge buyouts, you, I guarantee you, there's somebody in that Texas A&M um, athletic hierarchy who's trying to dig up something on Jimbo right now.
1: What a what a what a, what a dirty world! Business. Yes, it very much is. Is it fair to say? Is it fair to say that Josh Heupel's offense was exposed by the Bulldogs on Saturday? Um, or is that going too far?
0: No, I mean, the, the, I think they're still the top-rated offense in the country. Was was that a wake-up call? For that offense when you have a really good defense and a really good defensive coach. You've got Kirby Smart on that coaching staff. You have Will Muschamp on that coaching staff as well. Those are two pretty good defensive minds. So, hey, that yeah, that, that was a wake-up call for Tennessee, but hey, they're still in the playoff hunt. I wouldn't count Tennessee out of the playoff hunt just yet.
1: Hmm... Well, I guess the fact that Alabama lost does make it possible that they would get in. They're not going to play in the SEC championship game, which doesn't help, but they could be one of those that sneaks in. Depends on what happens with TCU and and Clemson fell out. So, yeah, we know that Georgia is going to be the number one team in the country via the college football playoff committee. I'm very curious to see where Tennessee falls. Where do you think their ranking is come tomorrow night? I think they're going to be probably around. They were
0: number 1. I think they'll fall to maybe 6, 5 or 6.
1: 6 sounds right. They were owned by Georgia. They didn't just lose. I mean they, they were owned although the the score
0: was closer than the game actually was. So it, it I mean it's not like they were they just got absolutely hammered in that game. Yeah. If it, it, and it could have been. It seems like it could have been 45 to 10 if Georgia had wanted it to be. If that had been the case, that would have hurt their Tennessee's case a lot more, but the fact that the score was relatively close at the end, I, I think that'll help
1: them. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that's held against them as time goes along. Because Georgia will be the number one team in the country. If your only loss is yeah. to the number one team in the country, hey, no harm, no foul. Everybody loses to them. And it was on, and it was a road game. Exactly. Uh, whose comeback performance impressed you more this weekend? Was it Trevor Lawrence and the Jags, or Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? <laughs> First of all, that Bucks game was painful to watch. It, it, great that
0: Tom Brady drove him down the field at the end, but the, the, the Bucks were incompetent for most of that game. I mean, the receivers dropping balls. They, they still can't run the football. They won the game. They might win their bad division, but I was more impressed with the Jaguars' performance coming back from 17 down, even though it was against a bad Raiders team. And forget about Trevor Lawrence. How about Travis Etienne? He's the stud on that offense. Yeah, absolute
1: star at the position. It was nice to see Trevor Lawrence do what he should have been doing this whole time, which is game managing and not trying to play hero ball. Exactly. Exactly exactly that's what he needs to learn i mean think about it he's gone his whole life being so talented he can just go out there and sling it now he's in the nfl and it's for the first time in his life he's got to kind of rein it in and he hasn't done that yet i think that leads to some of the mistakes so if he can play pass the ball for 220 yards and a touchdown no interceptions that's the kind of stat line that trevor should have until he feels comfortable in the nfl that's where i'm at
0: yeah Absolutely,
1: especially when you have Travis Etienne. There you go. That makes it easier. It's always easier to be a game manager when you can run the football. Not that James Robinson was bad by any means. Um, the Magic beat the Warriors on Thursday, then followed that up with a loss to the Kings in overtime on Saturday. Mike, if they don't beat the Rockets tonight, do we officially enter tank mode? Wither for Wimbenyama, I've, I've been saying it for a few weeks. Are you weeks already ago. on that?
0: No, I'm not on No, but as, as when we discussed this a few weeks ago, If you're going to tank, and we've seen the Magic certainly tank in the past, if you're going to tank, this would probably be the year to do it. Because from everything you hear, uh, Victor Wimbanyama is the real deal. He's a a transformational player. Anything you want to say. So if you're going to tank, this would be the year. But no, it's way too early to make that decision. And this team does need To learn how to win, especially when you have Paolo playing the way he's playing, you saw what Franz did the other night as well. This is a good young nucleus. They need to win these games and learn how to win these games. Listen to Bianchi. All right, that's the most positive I've heard you speak about the Magic since I've ever known you. And that, but that was a horrible loss. Well, that was a horrible loss. loss. On Saturday night. G- you don't lo- you don't lose the Kings when you're up by 20 at home, especially when you just beat the Warriors.
1: Yeah, that part is tough, but just how well Paldo, Franz, and Bol Bol played was kind of enough for me to feel a silver lining. Well, I mean, here's the ball. problem. You had to throw Bol Bol in there, didn't you? Bol Bol um, is the reason. At some point in the... <laughs> is that I his nickname? <laughs> yeah, he's the reason. The reason. T- Tazi's thing every day is <laughs> Bol Bol does nothing wrong. He's absolutely <laughs> perfect. Never made a mistake. <laughs> Yeah, he has <laughs> at, at some point, you've got to put bench players in in the regular season. This isn't Game Seven in the Eastern Conference Finals. And when your leading scorer off the bench is R. J. Hampton with five points, I don't know what you are supposed to do. I mean, we got some junkyard dogs off the bench. Kevon Harris, have, R. J. They don't Hampton. They score. Well, yeah, they got to score. R. J. Didn't hit a couple threes right. previously.
0: Bowl the reason bowl. Yes, bowl the reason you, bowl.
1: You like that, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. that's fantastic. All right, Mike. Thanks so much for be listening tomorrow. <laughs> Open mic six to nine thirty a.m. right here on ninety six nine. The game. See you, fellas. Jim Colbert show simulcast right after this.